You are listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.riversideconnect.org. Good morning. Good morning, church. Happy Father's Day to all of you guys out there. Can you, fathers, you raise your hands. All right. I mean, we have a lot of dads, both services. And um, we honor you. We thank you. Thank you for being dads that are in the house of God this morning. And um, I, my name is JP. Some of you may know me. Um, we go to the Oakmont. Uh, when we're, we're not traveling, we go to the Oakmont uh, branch primarily. But um, I know some of you, we got to meet at the men's meeting on, on Wednesday. We had an awesome, awesome time. And uh, one time the Lord said to me, he said, Do you know that the name Father is the only name I share with man. I don't share, I don't, people don't call around and say, hey Jesus, hey Jesus, hey Jesus. Hey Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. But the name Father, the very name and what that represents of God, He shared it with us as fathers. Is that not an honor? Man. And, and I don't, I don't, would never attempt to take his place, but I'm so grateful that he shared that with us. And uh, today, I, we've been having a series, and I'm just going to jump in with, with the, the pastoral team here with it and, and talk about the ultimate relationship that stretches us. How many of you would know what that, what that one might be? My Father and me. My Father and me. My Father and you. The ultimate relationship. The, the, this is the relationship, church, that which all other relationships, it affects them all. It determines the, the health, the quality, the, if they're good, if they're bad. Everything is tied to this one relationship. It's our relationship with God. But God is not just God. God is a father to you. You say that with me this morning. God is my Father. My Father is God. Seems so simple, doesn't it? And today we're going we're gonna to jump into what that really means on this Father's Day. And I believe that's going to bless not only the fathers, because we want to definitely bless you and encourage you, but also everyone in here, um, that we share one Father. Uh, I'm so thankful to Pastor Bill and, and you as a church. You guys have supported us, even if you maybe have never met us, you have supported us to carry uh, the message of uh, the Father's heart around the world. And um, out here in the front, there's a kiosk um, that we've started this year uh, and we've launched ILoveYouSon.org. And I'll just take a, a couple minutes just to share with you what that is. ILoveYouSon.org um, is, is a message um, that we want to take around the world. And this is what it is. Our mission is to end fatherlessness in the name of Jesus. To end fatherlessness in the name of Jesus. And what that is is a godlessness in our world, the lack of, lack of God, lack of father in people's lives, but also in the home. Also in home. And I, and I, and I, I cannot say enough, and I, but I don't want to belabor it, but that there are a lack of fathers in homes. My wife and I, we've traveled to 30 nations since we've been married, and I can say that the number one thing 
culturally and on the, right on the ground, at the ground roots, ground roots level, that is what affects everything, is the lack of a presence of God and the lack of the presence of fathers in the home. It affects poverty, it, it affects relationship, it, it affects every part of family, which affects every part of everything else. But the great thing is, is that because of Jesus, no one has to be fatherless. No one. You say, yeah, JP, we don't understand, I didn't have a good father. I'm going to tell you a story about my father and what he went through and how he made a decision to end fatherlessness in my family, which is, allows me to do what I do today because of the courage that came before me. And so if you're a dad in here, if you're a young man in here, it doesn't matter what you did or did not receive will not have to define your future and does not have to define the future of your children because God is a father to the fatherless. Psalm 68, verse 5. But I love that verse. It says, in his most holy place, he says, I am a father to the fatherless. So those that are not satisfied with, with what, what they've received on this earth, I am ready to be the most super dad <laughs> that you could ever want or ever need. Our mission at IloveYouSon.org is that every person on the face of the earth, every child and every person, will be able to experience the love of the Father in their lifetime. It's justice. We believe it's justice. What is justice? Justice means that is what's just. That's what's right in the sight of God. And in the sight of God, every child, every person deserves, because of Jesus and what he did, they deserve to know the love of their father that created them. Absolutely, positively. And if they don't know it, bad things happen. And if other people don't know it, bad things happen to other people. I think all of us would agree, men doesn't treat each other very well, do we? People don't treat each other very well. They beat each other up. They yell at each other. They use each other. They abuse each other. In the face of all of that, there is a God, but there is a Father who says, I want every person to know that I love them, despite what people do. And that's why Jesus came. He said, I'm going to die. I'm going to pay such a heavy price so that every person alive could know their value could know their value, your children's value. Your children, if you're parents, you have children, you value your children. God values them even more. Even your own life, your father's life, your mother's life, your spouse's life, God values them. Every person alive deserves. That's why Jesus made a statement. He said, I'm going to make a statement and I'm going to die. I'm going to give my life so that man and father Women and father, everyone can be joined back together again and there, has, there wouldn't be any more fatherlessness in the earth. It's incredible. It's an absolutely incredible thought that people could be born of God and have God as their father. I want God as my father. He's really powerful. And he has a lot of love for me. But my dad, my, I'll tell you just quickly about how I love you, son. 
got birthed, uh, I was in September of 2013. My father um, went home to be with his father at UPMC East in Monroeville. Uh, we had just moved to Pittsburgh um, about six months before that. And uh, my father had leukemia. And uh, he just had one too many blood transfusions. And his immune system was down. He just couldn't find off. And it was basically simply a, um, a, a normal sore throat that took his life. But uh, before, before we moved here, um, before uh, we moved to Pittsburgh, my father told me a story about his, his, his childhood. And um, when I was born, he, he shared with me and he said, um, he said, JP, I want to tell you a story about how you, about my dad and about how I felt when I found out I was having you. And uh, he proceeded to, to tell me, and I knew some of this already from my grandfather. My grandfather was a very abusive man, um, verbally especially, not so much physically, mostly verbally. Um, always putting my father down, telling him he was just a worthless nuisance. Uh, and for 57 years, actually the entire length, um, my father knew his natural father. He never heard the words once, I love you, son. And not only never heard it, but he never saw it demonstrated. And it was very hard on him, but he, you know, suck it up, bite the bullet, move on. And he did that for about 38 years. Until, ding, 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 my mom goes to my dad, we're going to have a baby. And my parents were older, they didn't, they didn't uh, have a, my mom had a 20% chance of a full-term child. Um, many things had to happen the right way for them to have a child. And uh, at that moment, my dad said, when, when, when my mom told him that, he was both full of joy and full of fear. And he said, uh, he went before, and, and he was very honest and candid with me. He said, uh, he said, JP, when I found out I was having you, I was so excited, but I was very terrified. Because I immediately thought, well, what, a, what if I do the very same thing that my father did to me? What if I treat you the very same way? I don't want to treat you that way. There's a part of me that doesn't, for sure, I would never want to treat you that way, but I feel in my heart that I'm going to treat you that way because that's what I know. And... Uh, like I said in the first service, my dad, my dad was, was not a great preacher. He was not a sly businessman. You know, he wasn't have many of the qualities that the world says make a man. But my dad had courage and humility before the Lord. And two, two to three months before I was born, this is a story he shared with me. He said, I went into the garage in, your, in our house and I cried out to God. And time is drawing near, belly's getting big, you know, baby's coming. And I felt this pressure and I just couldn't take it anymore. And I went before the Lord and, and, uh, and I just cried out to God. I said, God, I'm having a son and I don't know how to be a father. I don't know how to be a father. 
I don't know how to love my son because I never experienced love from my father. I have no example to show me, but I love my son. I don't have even seen him, but I love him. What do I do? And he, lift up, he lifted up his hands and uh, <laughs> he said this, he said, I've heard that you're a father. I've heard, I don't know if it was in a message like this, my dad went to church you know, quite often, but he said, I've heard that you're a father and that you love me. Will you give me your love so I can give it to my son. Because I don't have it in my heart. I don't know what it's like to have a loving father. Will you be my loving father? And help me raise my son. He did not know, but he broke a curse that went back many, many years. And guys, 100% of the time, God will answer that prayer. If you come before the Lord and you cry out like that, I've not seen a man do that and not experience it. And that day, the love, not the love of his father, Paul Sprecher, but the love of his Abba father came into my father's heart. And he was able to love his father who abused him. He was able to forgive him. And he was able to love me as a son. And every single day, every single morning and every single night that I got up or I went to bed, I heard these words. I love you, son. I love you, son. The words that he never heard. I heard. Because of an encounter with him. I never knew the sting of fatherlessness. It wasn't just the words, it was his actions. I stood in Africa that day because he had supported us financially, spiritually. He made a platform for me. Son, I want you to go further than I've ever gone. I want you to do what I could never do. I see God's put a gift in you. And I want to bless you. I want to get behind it. I want to get behind what God has put in you. And he laid down his life, and I mean that, literally. He laid down his life, everything he had, his inheritance, his house, his finances, his time. He laid it all down so that I could go. So it's more than words, but it it is a declaration. I love you, son. I love you, daughter. But the point is this. He did not have it, but he got it. (laughs) he got a love that 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 wasn't his but it changed him and it changed me he got a love that treated me differently and saw me through the eyes of my heavenly father and affirmed jp you are called to the nations to be a missionary i didn't have a father that said jp you're not a missionary that's that's you should get a real job I didn't hear that, and I know a lot of people have. 
But I had a dad who said, God's called you to mission missionary. Praise God. I'm going to get behind you. And because of that, because one father agreed with the other father, the son was blessed. <laughs> no one. Jesus died way, way to a horrific death at too high of a cost that any human being created by God should ever be deprived of the love of their father. That's the truth. That's the truth. No matter if men gave it to him or not, God gave it to him. Mother Teresa, she was a strong woman. She was a strong woman. She, there was a quote that I found from her that just totally sums this up, and it's this. The hunger for love is more difficult to remove than the hunger for bread. You can feed a person in their body, but unless you feed that place, they'll be starving and they're going to be hurting. But our God is a father to the fatherless. He restores us. We are his children. You see, when we were born again, you know that term, I believe we don't really understand it. It's more of like a, one of those quick things, you know. I'm born again. Amen! <laughs> and I don't want to overcomplicate it because it isn't. But the depth of it is amazing. You are born again and God is your Father now. <laughs> Amen? All of the weaknesses and the failures that men do to each other no longer have authority in your life. God now is your Father. And I think that we don't really know Him very well. I think we only know him like this when he wants to know us like Malachi 2.10 Are we not all children of the same father? Boy, that, that, sticks, a, that sticks a knife in racism. Doesn't it? In class warfare, in the value of life, any life, have we not all one Father? Has not one, or are we not all created by the same God? He's not a big boogeyman with the bat, you know? I don't know what image the devil likes to make him out to be. You know, he did that to Adam and Eve. He said, God's not really that good. Remember once, uh, <laughs> God spoke to me. He said, he said, JP, he said, you know what your problem is? And you're like, uh-oh. And he says it in such a nice way. But it's best not to argue. Amen. Arguing with God is like beating your head on a wall. You're only going to hurt yourself. It's better to say yes. Yeah, so we're going we're to jump into that in a minute. 
And the reason he reveals things and challenges us and stretches us. And he said, he said, JP, do you know, do you know what your issue is? And I said, what is it, Lord? He said, he said, you receive correction better than you receive love. You're more used to receiving correction than you are receiving love. You know how to receive my problem with you more than you know how to receive my love for you. And that cut me through the heart. And I'm, yes, that's right. I'm more waiting for you to tell me what's wrong than I'm waiting for you to love me and tell me what's good. I have a totally wrong image of you. Are you, are you just? Yes. Are you holy? Yes. But I'm a father first. And then I began to get used to father actually loving me instead of father just expecting him to beat me. Does that relate with anybody? Let's take a quick peek into the Father's heart. Three things. It's so, many people don't know. We don't know what's in our Father's heart. We guess. But we need to know. Because you're here because he wanted you. Do you know that? You're here, not because your mom and dad. That's what Pastor Bill shared, John 1. You're here not because you're mom and dad. You're here because God wanted you. He conceived you in his heart and mind and said, Brother, I want you to be. I want you to be this tall, and I want you to live at this time, and I want you to do this, and I want you to know me, and I want to be your father. Daughter, I want to know you. I want you to be. I want you to have this name. I want you to live at this time. I want you to be this for me. You were, we're all here because God wanted us. And when you see that, when we see that, we value life totally differently. Then all of a sudden, life isn't expendable. The person next to you, you look at the person next to you once. Could you do that? If, if you know each other or not, this could be a little awkward. I'm sorry. But if you know each other, it's, you're, you're going to see them differently when you see the heart of the Father. You're going to see their value. You're going to see your kids' value differently. You're going to see your husband's value differently. You're going to see um, the stranger, the unbeliever. The Father's heart is so incredible. And we don't know it, but we're learning it. Number one, your Father jealously pursues you because He loves you more than anyone else. How many of you ever thought, man, God, you're always invading my space? Why are you always convicting me? Why are you always wanting to be with me? <laughs> Why am I always need to pray? <laughs> man, God, other people don't treat me like that. Why are you so relentlessly wanting me and pursuing me all the time? Why can't you just leave me be? Let me do what I want. Have you ever felt that before? 
The reason he jealously pursues you is because he has a love for you greater than anyone else on the face of the earth. (laughs) Not your spouse, not your father, natural father, mother. No one can compare to the affection in his heart that he feels towards you. Why? And as a dad, I've known my kids. Zion, she's here. She's five. She's my youngest. I've known Zion for five years. And I love Zion (laughs) so much. But I've known her for five years. (laughs) God's known her from the foundation of the world. Do you think how many years that would be would create an affection for somebody? Just think, God's been thinking about you and wanting you since the beginning of time. Do you think he has some affection for your life? Do you think he wants to know you, wants you to know him? Do you think there's a love relationship there that that burns in him? And we're, we're so used to relating at people, you know? at a people level. Well, well, they love me like a person. No, God loves you so much more than anyone could ever love you. He loves you as your father who created you. And he relentlessly pursues you with a jealous heart because he wants you, because he loves you. That's difficult to to imagine because we're used to people loving us conditionally, not unconditionally, not this. What was the song we sang, Trace? His love is wild. His love is strong. (laughs) His love, this is his love. Because you have been in his heart for thousands of years and he wants you to love him and he wants to love you. That's why he violates your space. (laughs) What if somebody wanted you so bad? What if God wanted you so bad even though you didn't want him? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? I don't love you, God. I love you anyway. I hate you, God. I love you anyway. Please come to me. I want to be a father to you. That's nuts. People don't do that, but God does. This is our Father's heart. Number two, your Father deeply challenges you because He believes in you more than anyone else does. Dads are often known for hard love, challenge you. Come on, son. Hit, hit, a, hit five home runs instead of three. You know, run a little faster. Do a little better in school. God, it's always like, God, why do you challenge me so much? Why? Why are you always pressing me? Why can't you just relax? <laughs> the reason why he challenges us is because he believes in you. He believes in what he made. He believes in what you can do and what he can do through you. He believes because he is your father. He totally looks at it differently. You're not just who you were. God is now your father. Wow. And he believes in you as a son and daughter. Everything's changed. So he relates to you, not as a distant person, but as your father would say, daughter, I believe. Daughter, you have a call of God on your life. I put it there. 
You think you can do this, but I created you to do this, and I am there to help you. And I don't know about you, but I want the God of heaven and earth on my side. And I want him moving in me and helping me. I think that's a pretty good helper. What do you think? (laughs) I think he can do it. So he challenges us because he believes in us. Not because he hates us. Not because he's dissatisfied with us. Because he believes in us and he believes in what he can do. The third one. Your father unashamedly walks with you because he's more faithful to you than anyone else. How many of you have ever embarrassed somebody? How many of you have ever embarrassed yourself? How many of you have ever been called an embarrassment? You see, this goes to the root of who we think we are and who he is. The very first thing you were meant to hear when you were born was that you have a father who loves you, who wants you, and will be with you forever. That's the first piece of information you should ever know. Unfortunately, that's not usually the first piece of information we receive. But God's helping us. The first thing you should know is this. You have a loving Father who created you, and He wants you, and He will be with you. Everything else in life is additional. If you don't know that, you don't know anything. You're stumbling in the dark. But when you know that, everything else starts to make sense. He unashamedly walks with you. Now, we do dumb things. We can do really dumb things. We can say really bad things. He'll never disown You can only disown him and fall away from him. He will not disown you. He will walk with you through your dumbest moments, your most embarrassing things, your biggest shortcomings. And he will not say, oh, yep, that's my daughter. (laughs) That's my son. Yep, they have issues. He won't do that. People will do that. He won't do that. When you do your dumbest mistake, you can go to him and he will be there ready to help you. That's incredible. That's faithfulness. There's no way you can screw up where he will not be there as a father to teach you and lift you up and to help you get on your way again. Is that not a good father? Come on, amen? People dream for a relationship like this. We have it because of Jesus Christ. He jealously loves you more than anyone else. (laughs) He believes in you more than anyone else, and he will walk with you. He will be a father to you forever. People spend millions of dollars, thousands of dollars, 
to get counseled to try to get out of what I just said, to try to find something like that. How do we get it? How do we experience the love of our Father? Please don't live life without it. People that don't have it hurt people. And do you know they hurt? They hurt the people closest to them. But the point is, is not to say there's no hope. The point is, is that there is hope. You don't have to do that anymore. You can receive the love in your own heart so that you can give the love away. You don't have to be afraid anymore. We sang it, no longer a slave to fear. No longer a slave to my issues, my addictions, my problems. I am a child of God. And this Father is my Father. And He loves me like no one else. He believes in me like no one else. When the whole world doesn't believe in me, (laughs) He does. When the whole world was embarrassed by me, remember David? David, you're dancing too crazy. And, and God said, David said, I don't care what you think about me. I don't care. God loves me and he's worth all of my praise. So when everybody else is ashamed of you, God is proud of you. That it can be your father. That's the relationship you can have and it will change your life. It'll change your family. It'll change your children. It'll change Pittsburgh. It'll change America. But you have to be humble. That's what might give my father. Sometimes a big man, a mature man, a strong man, looks very weak to the world. He said, I need that love. Can we stand? Let's stand up together this, this afternoon and I don't want you to leave here I know Pastor Bill the team we don't want you to leave here with a sense of that was great but I don't know it and I don't know how to get it and I don't know how to live in it the disciples walked with Jesus and walking with Jesus he said it was just like walking with the Father he was in the Father he spoke the Father's words he did everything the Father did and then Jesus said I'm leaving that must have been tough. I'm leaving you. And they, I can only imagine, no, why? Don't go. You bring out the best in us. We walk on the water with you. Come on, don't leave. Where are you going? And he said, no, wait, wait, wait. Don't worry. If I go, I will send the promise of my Father. And he... He, the Holy Spirit, will be in you. And He will be a Father. He will help connect you to the Father, connect you with me. You don't have to live without it. You can live with the presence of the Father every day of your life. You don't have to travel to Jerusalem to see Jesus, to experience the Father. You can experience the Father now. The love of God, it says the Holy Spirit pours out the love of the Father on our hearts.
You can know this Father in your own life. And when you do, you're going to give it away and it's going to change the world. Now I know no man can measure up to that. And I'm not going to put the pressure on any father in here. We cannot be the father. But we can know the father. And we can receive this relationship. And this, watch it change us in our relationship with our spouse and with our kids. Your children are precious. You know, we're only stewards. Guys, can I just, just one second with the fathers? Fathers, we are not owners of our children. We are stewards. A father, the father gave us our sons and daughters to take care of them for him. How are we treating his possessions? They're his. We get the privilege of knowing them for a short time. Are we treating him anything like this? And if we're not, if we are, awesome. But if we're not, let's get it. And for the rest of us, moms, dads, daughters, young men, He's the father of us all. So I'm just going to pray. If you close your eyes this, this, this afternoon, I just want to pray for those that are hungry. We're going to have a time up here where you can just spend time with the Lord. If, there, if you need prayer um, during the songs, there will be people up here. But I just want to pray for the fathers and for everyone. And if you're a father in here, and you say, Today, I want the Father's love in my heart. Would you raise your hand? If you're a father in here and you, you say, I want the Father's love in my heart for my children. I want to love my kids like he does. I, I want to know his love for me. Would you raise your hand just quickly? I'm going to pray for you. Awesome. I want to know not my own love, but his love for me and my family. Those of you, the rest of the, you say, JP, I, my relationship with my Heavenly Father is, is so distant. Or it's not where I want it to be. I, I want to be closer. I want to really identify that God is my Father and I want to know His love in my life. I want to know, I want Him to believe in me. I want to know what that's like. I want to know what it's like to have Him walk with me and not be ashamed, not walk in shame. If that's you, would you raise your hand today? I want to pray for you. Awesome. Jesus, this afternoon we come to you as your children. You bought us with a high price. We were once far away from this love, but you knew it all the time, and you paid the price so that we could know it. So we could become not just men and women, but sons and daughters of God himself and be healed and be our broken hearts be restored. 
Right now, I first pray for the fathers in this place. I pray for the Father of all to come like a mighty rushing wind by your Holy Spirit. Let your Spirit come and touch every father in here. You said we would not leave us as orphans. You would not leave us as fatherless, but you would come and you would actually, we could feel and know that you were with us and that you were there as a father to us. And I just pray for every father in here that they will know the love of the father for them and that they could be a son or they could be a father because they're first a son. That they could be a husband because they're first a son, receiving the love that they've always needed, the leadership that they've always needed. I pray a a blessing and and a touch of the Holy Spirit upon every father and every man in this place. Heal the heart, break down the defenses, bring forth the fathers after the father's heart. And God, I pray for every man, woman, and child that had raised their hands with that prayer. Let's say, I, I want to know my Father, my Father in me. I want to know my true Father, my perfect Father who created me. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you will come and you will touch each and every one that is hungry and that they will know you as their true Father, that you will speak into their hearts, that you will speak into their future, that you will reveal things and, and, and awaken things in them, that they could see you, not someone else, but as the love of their life as the leader and the author of their life. We call forth the sons and daughters of God to arise and shine in Pittsburgh, in Riverside, in this hour. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at www dot riversideconnect dot org